Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Hey, 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 good morning. Good morning. I know, <laughs> I know I'm late today. It's pushing, oh my goodness, it is 8.15 a.m. Half the day has come, half the day has gone. The sun's been up for an hour or so, and I've been lollygagging around. Well, actually, I've not really been lollygagging around, but uh, I am here with you today. So, it looks like some of you, well, some folks are coming on now, some that <clears throat> normally watch before work, like my wife and a couple others, are probably, <coughs> excuse me, are probably already at work, and so um, you'll come back and watch a little bit later. We're in Psalm 30 this morning, Psalm 30, so I see some folks coming on. If you wouldn't mind, just let me know who you are, do a thumbs up mo emoji or a comment or something. Uh, man, it's a beautiful day in, here in southwest Georgia, and it's, it's crazy in the mornings. We feel the Christmas crispness of fall. It's like in the, I think it's probably in the upper 50s last night, lower 60s, and then today it'll be in the 80s. It'll, you know, probably around 1, 2, 3 o'clock. It'll feel like summertime. The sun will go down and start feeling like fall again. So I'm more of a hot weather guy versus a cold weather guy, but I have to admit, I have to admit, I love the fall just because of the crispness in the air, except for all those leaves that fall off that big old oak tree in my front yard. I'm not complaining. Thank the Lord we have a home. Thank the Lord we have a big old oak tree, but man, those leaves multiply. We're in Psalm 30 today. Psalm 30 today. And hey, let me just pass this along to you. If these videos are a blessing to you, then, um, if you know somebody else that would be blessed, send them, send, send them. Yesterday after the church service, I met a wonderful couple here from Thomasville, Georgia. And um, I always ask people, you know, did somebody invite you to come or whatever? And this couple is neighbors with somebody who watches these videos daily. And so the lady that watches the videos daily has some neighbors and began to share the videos with their neighbors and her neighbors started watching the videos and they were encouraged by the word of God. And long story short, uh, they popped in Celebration Church yesterday and worshiped with us. And uh, apparently the word of God has been a blessing to them. So pass them along if you will. Psalm, Psalm 30, Psalm 30. Uh, this is another Psalm of David. We'll be in Psalm 31 tomorrow. Uh, the superscription gives a little bit of insight into a you know about the setting of which this was written. So that superscription says this is at the dedication of the <coughs> house of David. So a lot of a lot of scholars, hey Rosie, scholars believe that uh, this is probably written at the dedication of the temple somewhere around that time. This is a a testimony psalm. Do you have a testimony? Um, you know, I used to hear old preachers say it's kind of a catchy phrase. You know, you never have a testimony till you have a test. Uh, well, we all have a testimony. 
and you don't really have to have a test to have a testimony. Uh, your testimony is just sharing the goodness of God. However, the bottom line is we all have tests, right? We all have storms. We all have trials. So this, this psalm is actually a testimony of David. Listen to some of what he says. Listen to verse 1. This is in Psalm 30. I will exalt you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not made my foes to rejoice over me. So it seems like every day almost we're reading a psalm about how David's enemies are coming. Hey, Sister Christie, about how David's enemies have been coming against him, speaking lies, plotting, trying to take his life, his own son trying to steal the kingdom from him. And so, so David begins uh, by giving thanks he begins by giving thanks and says, the Lord has lifted me up and has not made my foes or not allowed my foes to rejoice over me. Verse two, O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee and you have healed me. That's, he's giving thanks. I cried to you and you healed me. I'm going to wiggle back around to that. Okay. And then verse number three, O Lord, you've brought up my soul from the grave you've kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. So what, what David does there in the first, the first three verses is he gives thanks because God rescued, God rescued him from his enemies. God gave him victory over his enemies. God healed him and God preserved his life. Let me ask you a question. Can you bear witness with any of those four in your life? Has God ever rescued you? God has rescued me. Like literally, you know, I've given testimonies for years at Celebration Church. Literally, I've been that close to death on a couple of occasions. And the Lord has literally, the Lord himself has rescued me. So in my own personal life, in my own personal life, you know, people go, well, you know, well, the Apostle Paul said, in, in everything, give thanks. And, and I talk to people, well, I just don't have a lot to be thankful for. Sure you do, man. If you're alive, you have something to be thankful for. You have food in your belly. You have something to be thankful for. If you're saved, you have something to be thankful for. That means the Spirit of God is living in you. You're not walking through life by yourself. Do you have any family? Then you're blessed. So, so he begins by giving thanks, and then he he gives uh, basically a testimony in verses four and five. Sing unto the Lord, you saints of His. Give thanks at the remembrance of His holiness. For his anger endures but a moment, but his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. So David's reflecting on his life when there were some difficult challenges. Weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. What he said was, everything I was going through, I went through. Remember a couple weeks ago when was talking about storms and how we're either in a storm, going through a storm, or coming out of a storm, and then we're going back into a storm, in a storm, or coming out. Uh, Jesus said, in the world, you shall have tribulation. So David's reflecting upon a time when there was great trouble in his life, but God brought him through. Have you ever had a time of trouble in your life and you're looking back on it and you go, oh my gosh, Excuse me, God brought me through. That's what David's doing. He's giving his testimony. And then in verse six and seven, uh, verse six and seven, uh, verse seven, Lord, by your favor, you've made my mountain to stand strong. You hid my face when I was troubled. 
So what he's saying was, when I was in trouble, Lord, you took care of me. And then in verse 8, I'm reading through them quickly because I want to make a couple comments to you, if I may. Verse 8, I cried to you, O Lord, unto the Lord I made my supplication. What profit is there in my blood <coughs> when I go down to the pit? Shall the dust praise you? Shall it declare your truth? Now watch this. Listen to verse 10. Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Be my helper. David acknowledges that the Lord was his helper in the past, and now he's saying, be my helper again. Verse 11. You've turned for me my mourning into dancing. You put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. So that you took, you've taken the sackcloth, the burlap or whatever of mourning. You've given me gladness in my heart to the end that my glory may sing to thee and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto you forever. So he ends with a great resolve. When he reflects upon his testimony, he reflects upon the trouble he's been in. He reflects upon how good God's been to him and how the morning was for night, but joy was in the morning. And he ends with resolve, I will praise you. This is interesting. A couple of times, David says, I cried to the Lord. Uh, many years ago, I stumbled across crying out to the Lord, the power of crying out to the Lord. And when he says, I cried there, it means, watch this, it means to lift up the voice. It doesn't mean silent prayer. It means to lift up the voice and to literally, I guess you can't define a word by using that word, to lift your voice and, and cry out, lift up your voice. Isaiah, I think verse 40 says, uh, there's strength in crying out. And what I found in my own journey is, um, you know, there's a time for, hey, baby, baby would be Vicky. There's a time for quiet, meditative praying. Uh, there's a time for praying in the spirit. Usually I'll get alone, you know, in what would be called a prayer closet and pray in the spirit. And the Bible says, Jude says, when we pray in the spirit, we're, we're, it builds us up. It edifies us. But sometimes you just got to cry out to the Lord, man. Sometimes you got to cry out to the Lord, woman. That Usually that word cried out when you study it out is a word of desperation. Like you, you see trouble all around and you're desperate for the Lord to help. You're desperate for the Lord to lead and you just cry out. So, you know, that kind of happened in our church service yesterday. Um, like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to pray. I didn't preach like the, the message I had prepared on my heart. So I gave a little bit of a nugget about flowing in the spirit yesterday but as our worship progressed we were singing a song i forgot what it was and we moved into another song i think it was how great is our god and next thing you know like i i heard somebody like crying out to the lord and i'm telling you it was on our worship team when that dude began to cry and i was on the platform i happened to be on the platform so like i could hear it i don't know if people in the congregation could hear it i think so this brother's just started crying out to the Lord in his worship. And I'm telling you something, you could feel, you could sense something breaking in the spirit. Then other people began to cry out unto the Lord. And then I, I happened to be on the platform. I opened my eyes and I could see people weeping before the Lord. And like you could see in the spirit how God was ministering to people's hearts, how God was ministering to people's minds how God was ministering to people's bodies and their souls. And so I was just reminded yesterday 
something happens when we cry out to the Lord. And I had just shared with the church briefly that Jeremiah says, God says, is there anything too difficult for me? And Jeremiah goes, oh, Lord, there's nothing too difficult for you. And then Jeremiah references the Lord as, oh, sovereign Lord. And then in Jeremiah 32, and then he rehearses all the things that God had done for Israel. And then after that, God says in Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me. It's the same word, cry out, lift up your voice, not silent prayer. God's not hard of hearing, but there's something about, you know what I'm talking about? There's something about being desperate in your walk where you don't cry, just cry out, Lord Jesus, or help me. And so anyway, spontaneously that began to happen in our service yesterday. And I'm telling you, I think the word breakthrough is overused in the modern church. There was a breaking in the spirit yesterday, not a bending. There was a breaking in the spirit yesterday in people's lives. And God was coming through, I think, at just the right moment in people's lives. So then it's interesting. We read Psalm 30 today. Um, the bottom line is David had a testimony because he'd been through some tests and he wiggled back around because he knew he was going to be in more tests. And so he said, I will, I will, I will, I will. And that's what I want to encourage you with. This is not a spontaneous praise. You know, spontaneous praise is when everything's going right. A spontaneous praise is when you go to work and you, you get a $50,000 bonus. A spontaneous praise is when everything's going good. A stubborn praise is when everything's not going good. A stubborn praise demands the revelation <clears throat> that no matter where I am in my life, on the mountaintop, the middle road, or the valley, okay? A stubborn praise demands the revelation that wherever I am, either because of circumstances in life, the sovereignty of God, obviously sovereign all the time, or it's of my own doing, the revelation that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He not only demands, he deserves our unfiltered worship and crying out to him. That's a stubborn praise. A stubborn praise is, you know what? All the demons of hell can be coming against me, but I will sing. That's what David says. I will praise. I will call unto you. So uh, my prayer for you is that, 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 that you and I will develop a stubborn praise. It'll change your life. It'll change your life because then it's a lifestyle of worship, a lifestyle of praise, a lifestyle of praise, not dependent on how we feel or what's going on around us in the world. Okay. So, hey, bless you today. Bless you today. Be thankful. Has God rescued you? Has God given you victory? Has God healed you in any way? He's healed me from cancer. Has God preserved your life in any way? Go back and remember your testimony and then resolve, I will praise the Lord. Y'all have a good day. Hope to see you tomorrow.